Hello, everybody, and welcome to our second official episode of Instead We Made a Pod. Our second rewatch, I should say, really, because our first episode was, you know, I guess it was still an official one. Thank you all for coming back, or welcome to any new listeners. Today, we are going to be talking about 2018. MJ, how are you, bestie? I'm all right. I was at a music festival all day yesterday. So if I sound a little raspy, uh, that's why. I was watching a lot of bands, uh, but I had a lot of fun. Um, it looked was, very fun. It was really fun. Like I saw so many bands that I'd like never heard of before, and I'm, I'm going to go and see all of them live again now. It's wicked. Any potential UK acts? Ooh. You know what? A potential Irish act, actually, who I would love to see represent you. Interesting. Was, yeah, the murder capital killed it live. And I was the mosh pit to end all mosh pits. Lovely. Love and I that. In, but I was with my mother and she's in her 50s and a very slight woman. So I didn't want to drag <laughs> her into that situation. <laughs> uh, how are you, Adam? What have you been up to? Yeah, busy weekend for Adam P. Um, <laughs> um, when is it not? <laughs> yeah, no, for anyone, we're recording this on the Sunday of the weekend just gone for when this drops. So last night was a really, really big game in the Rugby World Cup for Ireland. We're world number one, um, South Africa are world number two, and we were playing them in the group stage. Uh, we won, so a lot of pints were drank last night. And then I'm also a bit of a football supporter. Um, I support Tottenham and Ooh. literally just, <laughs> just an hour ago, <laughs> literally just an hour ago, the North London Derby finished. So I am emotionally exhausted from sports this weekend. <laughs> and it's just back to work on Monday and I, I just can't do it. I can't do it. I'm, I'm done. Why do we have to work for a living, Adam? Oh, it's ridiculous. I need to be an heiress, honestly. <laughs> We do have two guests with us to talk about 2018 today. So we'll start with our first guest, Georgia. How are you, my love? I'm doing okay. Very excited to be on the pod. Like It's very rare that you see me around on Phoenix stuff, other than a couple of like random articles on Latvia and Finland. So it's really cool to be <laughs> on this. Yeah. For those of you um, who do follow us on all our other social medias like Twitter and our website, Georgia is the unsung hero. She is the queen of the spreadsheet. <laughs> there is nothing that this woman cannot create a spreadsheet for when we're having meetings. She's like, yep, <laughs> she just deals with it. <laughs> and for all of us who hate Excel, it's, uh, it's great to have someone yep. who will actually do that. <laughs> and our second guest today is Eleanor. How are you, Eleanor? I'm okay. I'm not too bad. It's been a really busy month just getting back into the swing of things. I'm a teacher, so going back to school, setting those routines and boundaries for the children, but it doesn't half take it out of you. And we've had a heat wave, obviously, this month. So, uh, yeah, just uh, having a very chill on this weekend. Lovely, lovely. So yeah, I guess we'll start with kind of 2018 and kind of what that means for each of us. Good morning, Europe! Good morning, Australia! Welcome to the grand final of the Eurovision. 
Eurovision Song Contest 2018! Um, obviously 2018 was voted by all of you guys to be the competition that we were going to re-watch. So I was absolutely thrilled when 2018 won it because I love this year. I think it's so strong song-wise. I think it's the hosts were actually really good as well. I quite enjoyed the hosting. And then obviously Ireland being in a final, you know, sometimes I'll watch 2018 just to feel something. Um, so <laughs> it, it's, it's, oh. nice. it's nice to see Ireland in a final. So hopefully we can, 2024 can be that kind of year again. But MJ, what does 2018 mean to you? Um, 2018 is a year that I always really enjoy watching. It's... I don't know. It's like it's one of those years that I really like. I remember how old would I have been when 2018 was a thing? Um, I would have been 28. And I think this it was before I got in the fandom. Um, I was quite late to the fandom side of things. I watched it, I tweeted about it, but I basically would watch it with my friends and have a nice time. I'd watch the semi-finals. I think I watched I watched some of the national finals, but hadn't quite fallen down the rabbit hole yet so <laughs> it's a year I really enjoy but I definitely don't have as much of an emotional tie to it as I know some people do for various reasons yeah I I'd kind of be similar to that I I love 2018 as a rewatch and obviously it's great to see Ireland in the final but I wouldn't really have like a tie to 2018 in the same way that maybe I would have with some other years Georgia, how do you feel about 2018 as a year and revisiting it? I mean, I'm super excited to have, be revisiting it. It was like the one year that got me into Eurovision. So I was very late to everything, was a very casual fan. This was the year where I started paying attention to everything a lot more. So when I first watched the semifinals and got massively into it and afterwards started joining like the Twitter fandom and it was all where it went downhill maybe or uphill whatever you want to look at it downhill but yeah so it will be always remembered as the contest that got me to meet everyone that I met make all my new friends and just like basically fostered that love for the contest oh we love Georgia <laughs> I love you guys too yeah. <laughs> Eleanor like we are we are IRLs we are certified pre-fandom IRLs and something you always say about 2018 is that it is your comfort year. Can you explain why that is? Yeah, I, do you know what? I knew you were going to ask me this and I was really trying to think about it this morning. I'd probably been living in Sheffield about just over a year, I want to say, because I moved in like July, August 2016. No, that makes it two years, doesn't it? So yeah, I've been living in Sheffield nearly two years. It was a funny time, like work-wise, like I was doing a lot of supply. Work was really patchy. I hadn't got to the point where I'd made loads of friends in Sheffield. I was still living in the centre of town. And it was just a bit of like a challenging time in my life where I felt a bit rudderless, I think. It was something to really throw myself into. It was something that I obviously knew I'd loved, when I've been back in the Midlands, I'd, it was a friend's birthday, usually, around Eurovision. So I often had to miss the final. And it was the year that I was like, right, I'm really going to get back into it. And I think it was just something that for two, three weeks, I really was able to throw myself into. And it gave me an element of grounding. 
I also think randomly it's one that I really associate with lockdown. Yes, we, I get we, that. We do the rewatches. It, it, I was thinking about it this morning. 2018 is actually closer to like 2020 lockdown than we are now, which seems oh really gosh. weird to me. Jesus. That's yeah, gosh. I know. If you think about it, 2020, because 2020 was cancelled, 2018 was only the second most recent Eurovision at that point. So we'd had yeah. 2019, obviously, and then and then 2018 before. We obviously did the rewatches, and that's how me and MJ got really close. By the way, I hate that we, we're using, like, IRL. Can we can we not just say we're, <laughs> we're friends? Like, can we can we seem less chronically online? Touch please? some grass. <laughs> <laughs> Honest to God, woman. Like, we're in our 30s. <laughs> I knew when we got Eleanor on this podcast, it was just going to be rinsing me for an hour. <laughs> Hey. Oh, don't worry. I think my time will come when um, <laughs> a certain Euro fan joins us. Oh, he, who shall not, he who shall not be named, but he knows exactly who he is. He knows exactly who he is. <laughs> we did the rewatches for Eurovision again ones, and I, I you'd either voice note me, or when we were allowed, you'd come round or whatever. And then often you'd go and I'd sort of half fall asleep on the sofa. I'd always wake up and 2018 was on. It just seemed to auto cue. <laughs> after Literally, whatever yeah she so, would like whatsapp me and yeah either like after after i'd like gone to bed and we'd been voice noting each other for eurovision again or like when i'd got home and she'd be like they're playing it's playing 2018 again it was just like youtube always recommended you 2018 the funny thing was as well it would pick up where i'd last stopped it so i was just always watching 2018 in some <laughs> At some point, it'd just be, all right, we're picking up from song 18 today. Wonderful. Yeah, it weirdly reminds me of lockdown as well. It's got me through two difficult points in time. So I'll always have some level of fondness for it. That's so lovely. We'll move right on then to the songs of 2018. And we will start with the host entry, which was, of course, O Jardim by Claudia Pascal. I guess I'll get a start on O Jardim. This is one of the very few Portuguese entries that I really enjoy. I usually don't like Portugal in Eurovision. I'm usually not a big fan of Festival de Canção, but this song is just really, really pretty. It's like, it's vibey. I love the kind of the way it's staged. I think the girls' voices are just incredible and they match each other so well. And yeah, I can't really say that I have much to to fault on on Portugal. It's an incredible host entry. It's probably one of my favourite host entries, to be honest. And it was absolutely robbed. This deserved to come way higher than it did. Really, really great song. I know that, like, there's an argument you made that it kind of does get lost in that lineup, But I still think it just deserves so much better than it got. MJ, how about you? I also really like Hojardim. And I agree with you. I don't think it deserved last place at all. I mean... 
that's how you write a song is literally in this competition. Ojardim did not deserve the compass. Oh my god. Oh, <laughs> woeful. But <laughs> Alexander, what were you thinking? You wrote fairy tale and then you did this. Like, <laughs> oh. Ojardim, I I understand why it maybe didn't place particularly high. I do understand that for some people it does get a bit lost. I really like this as a headphones moment and I really like it when it comes on shuffle on a playlist or on ESC radio I think it's really beautiful I mean it's it's quite me like this is the kind of music I often like anyway I think it's a really good host entry and I think it's a real shame that it did kind of get lost and it it did ultimately kind of suffer from you know that host entry curse that we we sort of often talk about in the fandom i think it's really beautiful i really really like ojardim and i think i have it seven so it didn't squeeze into my top five but it is in my top ten i think it's lovely couldn't agree more georgia how do yeah. you feel about ojardim so for me it's kind of one that's middle of the pack like it's not my favorite but i wouldn't put it anywhere near the bottom of the leaderboard I I love it. It's like a really easy listening and like it's not something I would skip if it comes up on shuffle. It is so lovely to listen to and so like beautifully produced. But I think I just loved so many more songs that year that it just kind of got lost in the songs that I loved almost. It's definitely for a host entry. It's strong. Again, like you said, it doesn't deserve that it came last. I genuinely don't understand that when, as you said, that's how you write a song. That that existed. Um, <laughs> that is not how you write a song. <laughs> exactly. We all I agree. Thought, I thought we'd already proved he knew how to write a song, and we didn't need a song <laughs> telling us the exact opposite of what he did. But anyway, that's a tangent. I just thought it was such a beautiful entry, but I think for me, there are songs in the 2018 lineup that I just loved so much more that it kind of ends up mid-pack when looking at my overall rankings. That's fair enough. For me, I think I would have swapped Austria and Portugal's placings in the final. Oh, Yeah, like, uh, Portugal deserved to be what nobody but you was, because that song was woeful as well. Eleanor, your, your thoughts on our host entry? Okay, well, first I'm going to say that Austria actually fights for a spot in my top five, so <laughs> we could not disagree more on that. Um, <laughs> So, yes, uh... the song the song itself is... I actually really like the song. I was surprised based on the song that it came as high as it did. But when a talented man like that gets game face on, you better watch out. And like you could just see on his face when he got out on that stage, he was going to lay it all out there. That's what he did. I will defend Austria 2018 just in this moment Portugal yeah com- absolutely robbed absolutely robbed MJ I really enjoy that you said headphones moment because that's literally what I have written in my notes and I will send you the screenshot later as proof right literally um, this is this is a thing for people who don't know me and Eleanor that well who are listening to the podcast me and Eleanor are like brain twins we literally share <laughs> we will i will say something and she will just go brain twin like she was just thinking the exact same thing so it doesn't surprise me that we both said headphones moment the amount of times as well i've been like typing something and then mj sends exactly what i'm typing i'm like 
Oh, for God's sake, <laughs> beat me to it again. Sometimes I consider just leaving the group chats because realistically anything I have to say, MJ will, will probably just say anyway. So, you know, I'm like, really, what am I contributing here? Nothing <laughs> is the answer. No, um, but chaos and vibes. I love it. <laughs> sometimes, yeah, to be fair, sometimes I thrive on the chaos. Portugal. Sorry, I've completely gone off track there. <laughs> I love Portugal. So, so robbed. I understand as... Um, I can't remember, probably MJ said, why it got overlooked to an extent. I think the staging for Portugal was enough. It shouldn't have needed any more than it had. The lighting was beautiful. The dynamic between the two singers on stage was really lovely. But somehow it did need more because of the year it was within. I do think there's an element of that because it, it falls flat. If it falls flat on the staging side of things, that can be forgiven. But when it's a low-key song and the staging falls flat, you're having to claw back quite a lot there. So I, d I do wonder if if that's why it plays so low. But I also agree that that's how you write a song was right. There. I think if you put oh, this, God. if you put this in a, in the years either side of 2018, it does really well. I think 100%. if you put this in 2017 or 2019, this does really, really well. It was just the year that was in it was so strong that it was just, it was very, very difficult to, like, I do get it, but yeah, didn't, like, didn't deserve to come anywhere near last. So from there, we obviously talked about the two host entries last week. But what we're going to do moving forward is we're going to talk about the UK and the Irish entries of each year. Just because, um, obviously, uh, MJ is from the United Kingdom. Boo. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I am from Ireland. Yay. <laughs> so, we're going to, uh, we're going to kind of talk about our own entries as well. And that's going to be great for when we're in the likes of the 90s. But God, I dread a lot of the noughties and the 2010s. Um, for the both of us, I think. <laughs> yeah, for the both of us. <laughs> We will start with the United Kingdom's entry, which was Storms by Surrey. I will let you, MJ, get us started on on your own you know your host and or not your host entry your your own entry <laughs> i was like i didn't know sorry hosted elizabeth <laughs> i will start this by saying that i really like surrey i really like her she is since appearing in eurovision and she's actually appeared in eurovision twice because she was a backing singer for rhythm inside back in 2015 as well she looks completely different like it's difficult to recognize her but as a solo effort, 2018, I really like Surrey as a person. Since she's appeared in Eurovision, she's really thrown herself into Eurovision, really embraced it. She does a lot of Eurovision events, things like um, LEP, London Eurovision Party. And she seems like a really lovely person. I do not like Storm. I think that Storm, it's very much that era of Eurovision that we were doing in the 2010s, the UK, where 
we were basically sending things that would have done quite well for us in like the 90s and the 2000s and thinking that that's still what we needed to do in order to do well and it wasn't and I think that Storm as a song is a prime example of that I just think it's quite dated sounding I mean I can be an upbeat cheerful person but you know I am also Thank you yeah, I was also going to say, I am a little dark-sided and that whole kind of inspirational song oh. kind of thing, I just, it's, I just, I, I never like them. And maybe that's because I'm just, yeah, maybe it's because I'm miserable and cynical, I don't know, but. Oh, look, like you're preaching to the choir here. Oh, I know. know. <laughs> the NFA, we like our, <laughs> we like our music with a side of existential dread. We really do. It's <laughs> most of our playlist. So yeah, yeah, like love Surrey, don't really like Storm. And when I did rank it for the rewatch, I actually didn't do this on purpose, but I found that it ended up in my ranking exactly where it ended up in the actual competition, which was 24th. 2018 has a lot of very strong songs. And Jeez, yeah. 24th is generous. <laughs> the UK well, overall for me the UK sitting in 33rd yeah oh yeah I didn't contest. even consider the semi-final songs love Surrey not a fan of Storm and and that is what I will say about that's what I'll say about our uh, our entry this year this year 2018 yeah I have to agree it's it's just bad it's such a bad song I am also of that party that hates happy clappy let's all get through this together gang kind of music it's not my thing I don't like happy music <laughs> <laughs> um, we we're all involved in a, a fan contest as well and one of the recent um additions the theme was like songs that uplift you and you struggle <laughs> oh the amount of times I rolled my eyes Adam literally sent a song called I feel nothing to the uplifting <laughs> edition of a contest <laughs> Just to give you some idea about this man's general state of being. Yeah, I yeah, I need my music to to have a bit of edge to it. It's not a good song. Um, she doesn't sing it that well. You picked the wrong song. Asanda Legends was a great entry in You Decide. Love Legends. That would have popped off. But obviously we've learned from the last decade that the British public can't be trusted with voting in anything. Um, <laughs> Very true. So, <laughs> so yeah, no great surprise that they absolutely fluffed this one up too. We'll start with Eleanor. Eleanor, what did you think of Suri's entry? So I disagree with you that she didn't sing it well. Apparently I'm just disagreeing with you today. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I think she did sing it well. I also just want to throw out there, because it's not been mentioned, that she dealt with that stage invasion like an absolute hero. Yeah. yeah I will to, give her that. To, give to carry that. on and perform. And I don't think it even really impacted her that much vocally. No. Absolutely fair play to the woman. I also, you know, I'm not in the in the camp of liking happy, clappy kind of stuff. What I will say is, lyrically, I'm never going to like it. It's really not me. But when they did the Eurovisioning, oh, not Eurovisioning concert isn't what I mean, the, the home concert, you know, in 2020, 
they had Suri on and they, they would do their own song and then they'd do a cover. And she did an excellent cover of Hard Rock Hallelujah. And she also did Storm, but sort of acoustic on the piano. And I much, much preferred it. And I kind of thought, do you know what? I wish they'd just let her do some, even if they said, no, it's got to be that song. I wish they'd given her more creative control mm. to to make it hers and make it her sound. And I think, actually it would have done a lot better stripped back and go go and have a look at that at, at that video at some point because I do think I can almost ignore the lyrics a bit more because it just suits her I think so much better it seems she seemed so much more comfortable in that kind of style and I think that for me is the big shame with with Storm. But yes, I agree. The production of it is incredibly dated. But that is just the United Kingdom in the 2010s, isn't it? As yeah. uh, as MJ said. Yeah. I mean, it's no Josh Dubovi, but <laughs> um... it is no Josh Dubovi. Surrey um, is no wise. Josh Dubovi as well. Props no, to her. <laughs> really I'm really fond of Surrey as a person. Um, I love how involved with the fandom she is and stuff. 100%. Thank you for bringing that up, Eleanor. Like, props to Suri for dealing with that stage invader. I um, will also say as well, she really, really showed the attitude of a British public. Because like I said, I wasn't in the fandom when we watched this year live. I had my friends around in my living room just having some snacks, having some drinks, watching it. And people were like, oh, what's our entry like? Because obviously they knew that I listened to all the songs before and stuff. And I was like, oh, it's really not very good. And, you know, we're not, we're probably not going to do very well. And so, you know, all my friends were sat around in the living room, just ready to kind of, you know, take the myth at our poor performance. And then when that stage invader came on, the entire energy of the room just shifted. We'd gone from, yeah, we're going to rinse this song to, oh, no, 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 that's our girl. You don't do that to her. Like, <laughs> sorry for the win. <laughs> <laughs> and the whole British public, it was like, no, 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 you, you, you are, you are not allowed, sir. Let me. And apparently, I didn't realize this, but when I was doing my research for this episode, when he grabbed that microphone from her, she actually sustained bruises to her arm because he grabbed her that aggressively. So, even more props to her that she didn't really seem to let it phase her at all. Like she just carried on, and you know, because she'd been physically hurt. And she just sort of moved past it. Like, I mm. just, that's very impressive. It is. Fair play for Georgia. Yeah. Storm, Surrey, what do you think? Uh, I'm about to go against pretty much what all three of you have said and say, I actually really liked it. <laughs> oh. <laughs> um, it's my 14th out of everything, like out of all of the songs this year, wow. that year. I just really like that message, like the message of the song. I quite like the lyrics, but then again, I do quite like those types of songs. I just loved it. And like Eleanor said about the stage invader, the way that she carried on, that was incredible. I remember also being like quite shocked that she didn't take up the opportunity to perform again. I would have mm. thought that she would have done that to get her chance to like perform it like properly as she intended. But it's almost like a show of her character that she was proud of, even though she'd had that. She was proud of her performance nonetheless, like regardless of what had happened, she was like, no, that's it. I'm proud of what I've done and I'm proud of how I like showed this. Also, that was probably the thing of 
would it help us in the voting? Maybe a bit, couple of sympathy votes here and there. Like, oh, she had a stage invader. Probably didn't work out as she wanted on that one, if that was any the thoughts there. But no, I really, really liked Storm. Probably not as much now, though. Listening to it back, okay, it was it is still my 14th now. But I think you can only listen to it once in a while, I think. Like, I'll, it's not something I would have on repeat all the time. Not an airworm. It would, yeah, it would get very tedious, I think. Something that un- uplifting 24-7. But yeah. I find it tedious after the first minute. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, I completely get it. I think there's a there's an audience for this song. And I just don't think it's me, MJ, or Eleanor. <laughs> we're, too, we're, too, we're too hardened and bitter by life at this point. <laughs> yeah, my storms do last forever. <laughs> <laughs> We'll move on to our our other uh, entry from kind of the the homelands, um, and we'll move on to the Irish entry, which was Rhino Shocknessy with Together. think i will get us started on that one if you guys don't mind big fan of this it was ireland at its best in eurovision just a really solid song a good voice and in my opinion one of the most beautifully beautifully staged entries in eurovision's history the backup dancers were just so good that interpretive dance and it kind of has the old Dublin street lights and the bench and it's kind of all based off the music video which the music video I've always loved because all of that area of Dublin is a bit of a stomping ground for me um I kind of grew you know a lot of my messy underage drinking years when I was in Ireland would have been around those areas and I actually <laughs> I, I saw in the music video I was like Oh, I've I've thrown up on that street before. I, I remember that corner. <laughs> <laughs> it's a really beautifully staged entry. I think um, genuinely one of my favorite moments of Eurovision of all time is that shot where the snow starts falling on stage, and it's just beautiful. It's just so good. I would have loved to have seen us get a top ten, but I'm really happy with where this came and that Europe did gravitate towards it. Ireland, please, can we can, can we go back to this standard of song and staging? And in that case, don't give it to RTE. You know, <laughs> let, let the artist decide everything. Because obviously we now know from Ryan's Twitter thread that RTE had a giant exploding cake involved in the staging, which God only knows where they were going to fit that in. Yeah, just a, a really solid entry from Ireland. And if we can get some more of that, I'll be a happy Euro fan. MJ, your thoughts on Together? Oh, yeah, this I really like Together. I have a 13th in my ranking of the final, so not too dissimilar from where it ended up. It finished 16th overall. I think it's lovely, and I really think that the staging is what makes it. That staging is beautiful. It's a real moment. I think as well as 
obviously Ryan using his ideas and thank God he did because yeah, clearly, clearly RTE could not be trusted with um, with their own ideas. I was watching it and every time I watch it now that, you know, that revelation came out about the big exploding cake, I can't watch it without just thinking, where in the song was this going to happen? God, God only knows. What about that song made you think that was the vibe, RTE? Very glad that he exercised his own creative control because... The end result is lovely, and I like the way that they incorporated elements of the stage that were already there. Like the stage that year had the bridges going over it, and oh, when the dancers over the bridge, it's yeah. And I remember going, "Oh, that's really." They just incorporated their own ideas, but also what obviously the stage in Lisbon had so beautifully. He gives a really great performance as well. His voice sounds great, and I do have to give a shout out to the EBU as well. This was one of the years when Eurovision was still broadcast in China and China were going to refuse to broadcast Ireland's performance because of its depiction of homosexual relationships. And I do really have to applaud the EBU because the EBU just said, well, if you want to do that, we're just not going to let you watch Eurovision at all because that's not that's not what we believe and that's not, you know, we don't want you in the EBU because those aren't our values. And I just think good for them. Good for them for taking a stance like that. You ever it heard makes... the Russian commentary after together? The what commentary? The Russian commentary. After oh, I can together. only dread to think. They were like, look at this. It's such a great display of male friendship. <laughs> <laughs> that is like, you know, when you read a historical account of a famous person who was... <laughs> so clearly gay but the historian doesn't want to <laughs> so they're like oh they had a special friendship they were just two very good friends two very close roommates who got married <laughs> yeah. yeah oh my god that's ridiculous <laughs> it makes me sad that this is the last time that Ireland has qualified I do think there's at least one occasion where they deserve to qualify after this yep um, but we'll get to that one eventually. I'm sure we'll get to that one eventually, and you know, have to have Adam on a leash. But um, <laughs> but I do I agree that this deserved to qualify. And one of my favorite things ever is that video of the Irish man watching the semi final. Oh my god! When he thinks Ireland haven't got through, and he doesn't realize there's still one country left. <laughs> And then they get announced that he's just, like, overjoyed. Oh, I felt and, that in my bones. Yeah, yeah, I love that video so much. So it gave us that as well. So lots of reasons to love together. Mm-hmm. Amazing. Georgia, what did you think of Together and Rhino Shocknessy? I absolutely loved it. I just thought it was so beautiful. As you guys already said, like, how it was staged, how it was performed, like, the message of it all. It was just so perfect and I'm so happy again like you guys said that Ireland actually qualified with it and again agree there is other instances where they should have qualified again not getting into it because I'm not going to be the one to start that (laughs) Um, (laughs) but I just absolutely loved it and it's one of those standouts obviously also for what MJ said about knowing the EBU cutting the Chinese feed because of the refusal to broadcast the, the performance it's so memorable for so many reasons, but I think the beautiful simplicity of the message is what stands out and what 
remains in memory about it all and I just think it was so perfect I can't think of I, I think I've said perfect like five times already probably but I can't think of but anything else was. to sum it up it was perfect yeah it was perfect it was beautiful it was simple and I think almost a breath of fresh air mm-hmm. and I just think yeah it was just stunning and to remember that was the like obviously we qualified in that year which was amazing but we also qualified out of the semi of death in 2018 because that semi-final was the most stacked semi-final ever in a Eurovision I'm pretty sure there was like what like 16 or 15 songs 14 or 15 of them were like dead on qualifiers like they they all could have qualified it was insane when you look at the songs that were lost in that semi-final it like I, I'm pretty sure like Iceland was the only flop in that semi. Every other song was amazing, so it's oh, it's just so good. Because when you think about it, if we hadn't have qualified in 2018, the last time Ireland would have qualified was 2013. So we would have had a decade of non qualification, which is just insane. And we could sit here and talk about RTE all day, but I won't. <laughs> <laughs> And Ryan is such a cutie. I had such a crush on Rhino Chocolacy in 2018. <laughs> His little love is love at the end. Oh, it was so oh. cute at the end. Ryan, I just want to give him a little smooch. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Eleanor, what did you think of together? I'm really glad you mentioned that they qualified out of the semi of death. Although... This makes me want to give a quick shout out to a friend who really loves Belarus 2018. So, um, yeah, I really like Forever as well. I really well, like. There you Forever. go. You've got, you've got, a, you've got a friend. The staging is cringe, but we are where we are. Uh, <laughs> I I'll look at Alexi Valde. I yeah, fair enough. I'll give you that. I'm gonna actually just read my notes because I've just been tatted like, yep, yeah, I was gonna say that. I was gonna say that. Literally, first bullet point. Eleanor, we're so sorry. Oh, you're all annoying. Um, (laughs) Creative control and what the BBC got wrong. So, yeah, Ireland kind of got right what the BBC got wrong in in that I gather Ryan had to fight for it, but he did get that creative control. Staging iconic. Fair play to the EBU for banning China over cutting it. And then just exploding Kate tweet, what the hell? (laughs) So you know, so true, Bestie. But what what I what I do want to say is because people saying like as a package it was perfect, it obviously wasn't because it would have won. But and I was thinking, well, where did where did it fall down? Because whenever whenever I watch twenty eighteen, I'm like, this is a real standout. This is a real highlight. Why didn't it crack the top ten? Now, yes, it was a strong year. But I'm I'm gonna as much as as a package it was beautiful. I'm gonna go out on a limb and say the song was just okay. When it comes on on like a playlist, I would say about possibly sixty percent of the time I skip it. It's fine. It's a pretty little acoustic number. But if we you know if we drill down to it, ultimately it's a song contest, isn't it? And there were stronger songs. It's definitely one of those, but I enjoy much, much more as a performance and a complete package than as a headphones moment. I'm going to go out on a limb here, okay? The reason why this didn't do so well is because a certain block of countries' juries were never going to give this point because of how it was staged, if we're going to be real. 
Oh, no, very true. Very Fair. true. Eastern Europe can be incredibly homophobic. Yeah. And the televote in Eastern Europe did give this point. Like... Bear with me. I'm going to look at the jury televote <laughs> split. I have it because I was looking it up for the episode. Oh, it actually got less with the televote. Really? It got 62 points and with the jury it got 74. So almost almost an even split. Interesting. It mm. looks like in the semi-final it peaked in televote though. Yeah. I feel like there was a lot of media coverage around it. Yeah, there was. As I recall anyway. That's that's what I remember. I remember it being a pretty big deal at the time. As well, like literally like what we said with the commentator, um, the Russian commentator being like, this is a great display of friendship. Like well, pals being pals. That's all it is. <laughs> bros being bros, buddies being buddies. High five. Oh, we'd be um, together till we died down the phone <laughs> as a couple of manly men. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that is the UK and Ireland's entry. So we're going to move on to our top five now. Once again, we're going to do fifth and fourth place kind of as a rapid fire pretty brief comments you know we don't we're not going to delve into it too much i will get us started with my fifth place being lithuania and when we're old these are the reasons i want you to know how you make this place feel like home these are the reasons i can't let you go I love this song. It's so sweet. It's so cute. It's just, it's it's one of the few like romantic, lovey songs that I really, really enjoy. There's just something about it. Uh, there was a point in my life where I wanted this as my first dance song, and then MJ ruined that for me by telling me that that couple had got divorced. So I'm there you so go. Sorry. Thanks, <laughs> no, no, it's fine. You fucking ruined it. I <laughs> felt horrible because Adam rarely, if ever, reveals his like soft side. You have to really get to know him to peel those layers back. It is the eyes. Yeah, and like, like <laughs> and when you told me that, I I felt awful. I felt like a parent telling their child that Santa wasn't real because you were like, "Oh yeah, I've always loved it. I kind of used to want it as the first dance at my wedding." And I was like, "Adam, that couple aren't even together anymore." <laughs> And I felt horrible. I felt like I'd kicked a puppy and I very rarely feel like that with you. So Yeah, I mean, usually it's, <laughs> usually it's you, you kick the puppy, puppy back into place. My fourth place then was Bulgaria, um, Equinox and Bones. So I love beyond the bones Goes deep inside your soul I love this entry. It's so good. All of the harmonies, the female singers kind of lead voice was just great. I know that she didn't actually do like the like the kind of would you say like throat singing? Bit? Yeah. Like, yeah. Um, I know that that was done by someone else, but like the whole package was just great. It was such a good song. Very well staged. Really enjoyed it. MJ, you're fifth and fourth place. So my fifth place actually didn't come that far away in the actual final. My fifth place is Czech Republic with Miklas Joseph lied to me. Oh, I 
I just think this is a really fun song. I have to give him props because he essentially broke his back, like rehearsing. Literally, like he did the backflip and he was really seriously injured, but he was like, no, I'm still going to do it. And he did have to modify quite a lot of elements of his performance, but he still does the backflip at the end, which is incredibly brave of him. I mean, it remains, I think, Czech Republic's best result so far. And I really like Czech Republic in Eurovision, emerging as a country that sends some really great songs. And I really like this. I think it's fun. My fourth is actually the winner of 2018, Netta Toy. I'm not your toy. I knew this was going to win. It wasn't my winner, but I knew it was going to win. I think it's got that kind of novelty value of the chicken noises that means that locals watching it on Saturday who just want a bit of fun would pick up the phone and vote for it. But it's also got, you know, other elements that would impress a hardcore fan. And that big end note she does in the live performance that she doesn't do in the studio version, that kind of raspy, like, final note she does, is so good. And she nailed it every time. So even though it's not my winner, I understand why it won. She seems so happy to win as well. I do think it's very funny that she shouted, you know, let's next time we're going to be in Jerusalem, and then they weren't, and she's maintained that tradition every single year by incorrectly predicting the wrong coast city. But yeah, I, I like Toy. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 not in my top, but I have to admit, like, look, I, I'm not crazy about Toy, but you can't take away the fact that Netta is a great performer. We saw that even with the Liverpool songbook, she was great. And then with Nicholas, the heartthrob of Eurovision 2018. I was... knew you would like him. Oh, <laughs> oh. Just a cheeky chappy. Just something about him. He has that little look about him and the, the little smile. Like, it's oh, so cute. I love Nicholas. I still do. Uh, I still follow him on Instagram. And, you know, he has a great new song out. Would definitely check out Delilah. Really good song. We'll go to Georgia. Your fifth and fourth place. My fifth place is something that probably seems a bit out of the ordinary with me. If you know, like, my typical music taste. But it's actually Hungary, Vizlat Naya. I just, this song, like, absolutely blew me away. Complete standout. I don't really know, like, how to put into words. I would think I was just taken aback. It's incredible. It's just one of those songs that you could stick on. I love it. It's a non-skip song. Like It is just so incredible. And to me, it's like one of the first times I saw like the diversity of music in Eurovision because you got, went from huge pop songs, you had like ballads, you had everything, and then you just had this incredible rock song. And it just blew me away. It's such an incredible song and... 
it also feels like quite timeless like it aged really well when I was listening for the rewatch it still sounds just as good as it did when I first heard it it's kind of got almost like a sad twinge to it now though with obviously with passing the lead singer of AWS you can't help but think about that when you listen to it but no matter what it's such an incredible song and I just love it <laughs> my fourth as already been mentioned is Czech Republic and Lie to Me Nicholas Yosef now this is more like what my typical music taste is it was one of the songs when I was first going through them all because I kind of started listening to the songs through a Spotify playlist. I didn't really follow national finals at this point. This was one of the songs that I picked out from the Spotify playlist. This was actually my winner up until semi-finals week. So I was like, right, I love this song. This is incredible. Just love it. It's just so me. I feel like I almost cried reading about his like back when I was on the bus into college. That was that was a moment. <laughs> I remember them being so happy to see him do the backflip on the night. Still listen to Lie to Me Now sometimes. It's still incredible. I like listening to the explicit version and then the clean version just laughing along to it because it's so stupid when you listen to the like the explicit version and then just suddenly the clean version. But Georgia, no, I don't know what you're talking about. Plenty of you greedies want to eat my spaghetti <laughs> is worthy of Shakespeare. <laughs> just... <laughs> Give it all the awards. The just lyrics, stunning. <laughs> but yeah, it's just such a me song. I had to. Put, it had to be in the top five. So fair, so fair. Eleanor, your fifth and fourth place. I have to quickly give props to my sixth place, which it was basically near enough a coin toss between sixth and fifth, which is Bones, Bulgaria. The only reason it wasn't my fifth is actually because I think my actual fifth place was a stronger live performance. I actually think Bones is a tiny bit messy on the night. But my fifth place is Portugal, O Jardim. It's just beautiful. It, it makes me feel calm when I hear it. Whatever's going on, it gives me some level of serenity and I appreciate that I need a bit of serenity sometimes the girls perform so well together yeah stunning song stunning song absolutely robbed as we previously said so I'm not going to go on about it because we've discussed Portugal I agree with Adam but it's one of the stronger host entries if not probably the strongest host entry in recent years my fourth um, is Denmark actually yeah, Denmark 2018. Why am I saying 2018? We all know we're talking about 2018. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> do you know what? I couldn't think what the song was called. What's Higher called? ground. <laughs> Higher ground. Thank you. Thank you. Higher ground, Denmark. Rasmussen. I could think of the band name. Of course you um, could. <laughs> yeah. Well, what, one thing MJ certainly knows about me and my family, but a lot of you might not, is we all love a Viking. It seems to be hereditary. My, my granddad, who I never met, was really, really into Vikings. My mum loves a Viking. I also love a Viking. What can I say? I just love the, the performance element of it, I think. 
I don't actually. I was I was watching it when I was watching it back. I was like, I don't actually fancy any of the members really. I just sort of appreciate the energy of it as a full package, and I think that's why it did so well in the televote. As I said, from talking about Austria, you know, when you get that game face on and and really commit to a performance, I think audiences really buy into that. So yeah, they're my fourth place. I have to give props to <laughs> Rasmussen just for. Okay, everyone, walk with us. It's like, I don't know. They make that sound so badass. And if someone said that to me, like, if someone was just suggesting going for a walk, I'd be like, okay, settle settle down. But there was something about it. I'm like, yeah, I am going to walk, actually. And they do the goofiest walk ever. Yeah, they do. (laughs) They all do kind of look like they work at Games Workshop, but I still appreciate them. Okay, so that is our fourth and fifth places. So we're going to be moving on to our top three. And my third place to get us started is with France, Madame Monsieur and Mercy. This is so good. Oh my god. Just the staging, the way the song itself is so so good. That kind of action that they had where everyone was kind of like raising their hands at the same time. Oh, what a moment. And yeah, I just love the message behind the song when you translate the lyrics to English. It's so moving. Just a great overall package to be honest. It's my favorite French entry of all time. There's so many other great ones, but yeah, this is just, this is so good. It just, oh, I I can't put it into words. Amazing, 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 amazing song. MJ, your third place. My third place has already been mentioned, but I'm quite happy to talk about it. I could talk about this all day, which is Hungary, Aviash, Vizlatnia. I love this. I mean, anyone, again, who knows me and listened to the last episode where I I got Voyager in my second place, I do like rock, my rock music. I particularly like this genre, that kind of emo, kind of heavy metal, kind of screamy kind of stuff. I just think it's so great. And yeah, this is quite poignant. The song itself, Vizlatnam actually means goodbye summer. And Ursh, uh, the lead singer of uh, the band, actually wrote the song about his dad who had recently passed away. And the lyrics of the song are kind of about, from the father's perspective, sort of looking back on his life, but also telling his son to kind of move on and live his, rather than just grieving for him, which obviously is really, really sad. And it's really beautiful and really intense. But it's even more poignant now, obviously, that Urch himself passed away barely two years later, and he was only 29 of leukemia, which is incredibly sad and just really great that, you know, we we have this to remember him by because it is a great song. I am not happy with its placing. It came 21st. I need more juries to understand <laughs> rock music at Eurovision. Because this is great, and I think it really stood out in a year where it was 
quite easy to be overlooked because there were some really strong songs and I just love it. Yeah, absolutely. It, it deserves so much better than it got. Oh, such a good song. Georgia, your third place. So mine was Finland. So Monsters, Sar Alto. I just, I just love it. It's an absolute banger. And can we please all just take a moment to appreciate the staging? That wheel. How? How? Why? <laughs> I love it. It's incredible. Terrifying, but incredible. And how she managed to like keep the vocal control beyond me. I'm just in awe. And it's also such an incredible like song. It's such a good like feel good party song. The meaning behind it. The message. Again, kind of love a song with a message most of the time sometimes it's just like a bop this is a bop with a message so i love that one that staging it sticks out will we ever see another staging like that not quite sure would love to know the health and safety directive behind it i want to see like the risk assessments like how did she actually manage to get it if they're in a spreadsheet form i would love that too um, <laughs> i was just about to say georgia that's so you like where is the risk assessment for this performance i mean there's got to have been one. That's terrifying. But no, it was just an incredible song and just one of those feel-good bops. Probably one of my favourites. I don't want to say of all time, but like one of those that really sticks with you that just go on the playlist. You're not going to skip it. If it comes on at a party or in a club, absolute just like, you know where to find me in the middle of the dance floor because it's incredible. <laughs> It really is. She was robbed as well. Sarah Alto should not have been second from the bottom with Monsters. That is so no, unfair. Such a bop. It was yeah. such a bop. They're so much better. She did everything in that staging. She was being thrown around, spun around. The poor woman was just getting <laughs> flung across the stage and she was paid dust for it. As I said, um, I would love to see the risk assessment for all that. <laughs> <laughs> Eleanor, your third place. I'm going to throw the argument out there that there was actually Finland was too much. Sometimes less is more. And I do actually skip Finland nah, in the playlist sometimes. It's your, it's your oh, no. More, more, more is more. <laughs> no, <laughs> Give me the kitchen I, sink. <laughs> I completely disagree. I mean, like, uh, two words for you exploding cake. Like, you know. <laughs> this is not an exploding cake. Sometimes more is more. Any, anyway, anyway, my third place, I feel like I'm about to upset Adam P again. My third place is actually Fuego. <gasps> Sorry. He he knows what my uh, second place is. That's why he said that. Anyway, anyway, third is still very good. It's very respectable. I actually remember very clearly the the takeoff this had because realistically in studio, it's a great bop and it was kind of the start of a new wave of performance types at Eurovision. We saw, I mean, Cyprus themselves have spent the last, what, 
five, six years trying to recreate the magic of Fuego and still haven't haven't quite managed to do it. But it wasn't until rehearsal week that this really picked up momentum as a contender. And I remember everyone going mad because she, I don't know if any of you remember, Nikki Tutorials, who obviously, like, she's still massive now, back in 2018 with those long-form beauty YouTube videos were sort of more of a thing. Nikki started, I think it was on her Instagram story, she was saying, oh, my God, I've seen the clips for Cyprus's Eurovision entry, and, oh, my God, it looks insane, and blah, blah, blah. And she ended up getting Eleni on um, an Instagram Live to talk about makeup. And everyone was like, oh, my God. Is this going to be what pushes her over the edge into into beating Israel? Evidently didn't happen. Actually, when I re-watched this, I was shocked that it didn't get more points. I thought it was closer between Israel and Cyprus than it actually was. I thought it was it was quite close, but it wasn't actually, really. I think the reason it's bumped down, sort of, because I would have had it as second or maybe my winner, in years gone by, I actually think the reason it's gone down is because I feel like in recent years, we've gone further and further within this genre. Like, I think Chanel outsells Fuego, personally, and I question whether Noah Carell did as well. I think that's why it's sort of bumped down, because I think we've made further progress in, in this style of performance. And therefore, when you watch Fuego now, it almost doesn't live up to its memory. For me, Fuego is third. Yeah, that's, uh, it's, I guess it's fair. Um, <laughs> I, I love this song. I love Fuego. We'll talk about it later. <laughs> My second place is actually a non-qualifier. I'm going to talk about it and I'm going to talk about how robbed it was and Europe. You're all really tasteless. Switzerland Stones deserves to qualify. And it deserved to come top five. And it's one of the best entries of the last five or ten years it's so good it's so well produced the staging was amazing it's literally how the fuck did this not qualify it's insane oh pisses me off everything about this song is amazing her voice was so good on the night the production is so good the flair oh my god everything and i love the style that they have on the stage it's just this song is so good it should have qualified it should have done really really well and Europe you have so many crimes to answer for for letting Switzerland not qualify such an injustice MJ you're second place I'm, I'm gonna stop myself before I, I get love that you're um, calling for the EBU to be like pulled up to the Hague because Stones didn't qualify <laughs> you're like you will answer so for these crimes I'm so real for it though it was such a bop how did it not get through tasteless tasteless continent was it in the semi-final of death yes it was uh okay yeah no i agree i like stones too but i mean that semi was a bloodbath we talked about we semi-final were... one for 2023 but 2018 was stressful yeah but there was other songs that i could have taken its place of to be honest i think i'm pretty sure mal qualified 
Hey. <laughs> and that's one of the worst entries of all time in Eurovision. So, yeah, no, this deserves to go through. I'm going to stop talking before I get angry. MJ, your second place. My second has already been mentioned. My second place is Mercy by Madame Monsieur for France. I agree with you, Adam. I just think this is a gorgeous song. I think it's one of the real highlights of 2018 for me. I think they look great, but I, I think for me as well, it is the message of the song. It was written about a Nigerian refugee woman who went into labour aboard a immigration rescue ship at the height of the you know European migrant crisis. And she decided to name her daughter Mercy. Speaking of that experience, she said that the people were so kind to me. I saw a lot of people dying in the sea. It was so difficult for me. I thank God to be alive with Mercy. And Madame Monsieur read the news story about 15 minutes before they then went and wrote and recorded the song. They were just that inspired by it. And I can totally see why. I think it's a beautiful message. I... I'm still so annoyed about where it placed. It came 13th and a lot of that is down to jury voting. And that just, it really annoys me. I think this deserved to do so much better. I think it at least deserved to crack into the top 10. Obviously it's my second. I do almost wonder if this is kind of like what we said about together, that maybe certain blocks and certain factions weren't happy with a song that was kind of about you know the european migrant crisis and the people that were affected by it but who knows anyway i think this deserved to do a lot better than it did and that's why it's my second place you're so real for that so good oh and yeah i agree i think there was probably certain factions that didn't like the fact that this was openly criticizing europe's migration policy when it was very much needed to be criticized in 2018 during the migrant crisis it was a disgrace what happened on the continent um, and still is. Georgia, your third place. To my second. Oh, second. Jesus <laughs> Christ. <laughs> I was so thinking. Get it together, Adam. <laughs> Georgia's like, I just said it. <laughs> Georgia, so, your second place. <laughs> so my second is Mr. 21 Points himself, Benjamin Ingrosso, Dance You Off, Sweden. Just wanna dance. yeah right i think the 21 points I, I was very annoyed at that one mainly because i couldn't figure out voting at that point and i wanted to vote for this and i don't know how much impact little me's many 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 spam votes for this would have had but the 21 from the televote was just ridiculous in my opinion it is very me i think again maybe it's one of those that's a bit too like pop cookie cutter but for me pop cookie cutter is my kind of thing i love it it's like a feel-good bop i did learn the dance routine from the performance mike and all i used to know it might bash out in euro club if i get drunk enough you might see me trying to do the dance you off dance. 
That's not a promise, though. <laughs> that needs to be a promise. Why is that not a promise? It's not, I'm not promising anything. <laughs> but uh, no, I absolutely love it. It's like, yeah, that cookie-cutter cheesy pop that I just love and just always put a smile on my face. Kind of mad about the televote stuff. I do get where all, like, it didn't really hit as well with the, with the televote because there were so much more meaningful songs and so much better, so many better songs than Dance You Off in other people's opinions in mine it is my second place so yeah i have to agree with you about the discrepancy between um the jury vote and the telly vote for this as well i'm still quite surprised not because like i have i think i have danced you off 10th but for me i expected that more televoters would respond to this than they did we're used to the televote sequence now where the country that's bottom with the jury gets their televote score back then it was just the least televotes to the most televotes and i rewatched the voting sequence and someone literally screams in the audience when they find out that uh, sweden only got 21 points from the televote with 21 points sweden sweden like the scream they screamed it's incredibly loud it was a great representation of me at home when I also found that out. <laughs> Maybe it was you. Maybe they could just hear you all the way from the Lisbon Arena. I wouldn't be surprised. But yeah, like there were some real discrepancies that year between sort of what the jury liked and what the televote liked. And this is a real prime example of that. It's wild. Eleanor, what about, well, I already know what your second place is. <laughs> And I'm battening down the hatches. So why don't you tell us about your second place? I'm about to be controversial in two ways, because while Georgia has been singing Benjamin and Grosso's praises, I've been like revving up, right, right waiting to shoot it all down. <laughs> so I'm sorry. I know we don't have time, but I just have to say this because it's like itching in my brain. I love the song. I actually really like Dance Off as a song. I actually disagree that it's like cookie cutter, cheesy pop. I actually think there's a darkness to it. However, I find him the most unlikable performer. There's not many people that I have watched perform and liked less and then ended up liking him even less when I found out. Didn't he say something about Netta and like make comments about, about something as well? Salvador anyway. Sobral did. I'm not sure about Salvador Benjamin Sobral. and Grosso. Benjamin and Grosso said something. I can't remember. Oh. I can't remember what it was. But I, I, after the podcast, I'll go and look it up. But he said something, and that made me like him less. And I, I just found the way he looked down the camera made me feel icky. <laughs> I do kind of know what you mean. It's that little like upwards nod. Yeah, like smug. It's, it's that feeling when you're at a bar. And you're at the front of the queue and you're waiting to get served and you look down and there's some bloke looking at you and he's, he's raising his eyebrows and just your stomach like cringes and you just want to die a little bit. That's the feeling that Benjamin Ingrosso makes me have. Anyway, Wow, strong words indeed. <laughs> I am really sorry, Benjamin, if you're listening to this podcast. I'm sure you're a lovely man. However, your stage persona in that song did bad things to my insides. I'm incredibly sorry. <laughs> you are a talented singer and musician, but I, I, I can't, I can't forgive you that performance. 
also it was like a music video which was a bit weird but anyway that's another conversation my second place adam is going to kill me is mall you drink bush pepper I'm going to dedicate my time, but I would have spent being positive about Albania to being negative about Sweden. So all I'm going to say is I love the song. I love the melody and his vocal is insane. Yes. Like, I yes. love it. What's that, Adam? <laughs> Sorry. Sorry, I can't hear you. Yes. What's that? Yes. 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 His vocal was shit. Yes. 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 Shut I, it might not be your thing, but you hit the notes. You know, it wasn't wasn't sharp. It wasn't flat. Oh, it was I, if it's not your turn, that's fine. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. I don't want to bring up Josh DeBovey again, but Josh DeBovey, that was painful. Okay. So I, was, like, I would put Josh DeBovey on before I put Marlon. on. No. Oh, no. Oh. Adam, come on. Let's not say things we can't take back. What in the Pete <laughs> Waterman? Uh, I would yeah. no. This is genuinely. This is one of my least favorite. Probably like genuinely my least favorite Eurovision song of all time. God. I hate this song. It goes tasteless. It tasteless. goes fucking through me. I cannot stand this song. It's just grating on the ear. It's no. I hate it. No. I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. It's Adam, so. I hate you. <gasps> yeah, me too, Eleanor. I hate me too. So, Adam, oh, would you yeah. say would you say that you don't care about them all? I no, but see, I do care about them all because I feel very strongly about. Them oh all, yeah, Eleanor. no, you're not indifferent to them all. Neither yeah, is Eleanor. I am also That's not something you have in common. Yeah. Oh god. Anyway, yes, yeah, yes, you drink, you drink bush pepper. My second. Great vocal, but I understand not to everyone's taste uh, tonally. We'll move on to our winners then, I suppose, after that. <laughs> after that ray of positivity. My winner was Cyprus, Eleni Ferreira, Fuego. There's not much that needs to be said about this. It began the trend of really good girl bops in the contest. She killed it. She killed it so hard. It's still one of the best Eurovision songs. And when she came back for the song along the year after, oh, she killed it when she did Lasha Tumbai. She's just incredible. I love Eleni so much. Please come back to the contest and win because you were robbed. You are absolutely robbed. This was the real winner of 2018, 100%. MJ. Well, the second episode in a row, we have the same winner. <laughs> I don't know how long this is going to last, but um, no, Fuego is my winner of 2018 as well. It's going to um, last up until when it doesn't, and then there's going to be war. <laughs> it's going to be fireworks. Oh my gosh. I do agree with what Eleanor said about that. I think we've seen obviously similar girl bops that have kind of elevated from this. But I do really appreciate that Fuego is kind of the blueprint. You know, she walked, Eleni walked, that Chanel, Noah Grell, etc. could run. I love her hairography. I I want to be her. 
is gorgeously sexy. She looks great on stage. I agree. I'm sure we'll talk about the uh, song along when we do a 2019 rewatch, but she's she's a brilliant performer in that as well. And also, whenever the votes came through for her, she just looked so happy and so grateful at how she was doing. With 253 points is Cyprus! And yeah, I think that probably does show, and I think it was Eleanor that said this as well, but she kind of snuck up on everybody that people weren't necessarily paying this heaps of attention until it got to rehearsals. And then everyone was like, oh my God, like she's incredible. She's a great performer. For me, this this should have won. I understand why Toy won. I thought it was going to win. But I just ended up really loving Fuego. And we'll never not try and recreate the choreography. <laughs> On a night out when it comes on so if you've ever seen me do that at a eurovision event no you haven't that's it i just love fuego a bop love her queen icon mother georgia your winner of 2018 before i do that because i feel like it's very obvious what mine is if you know me i will also add to what mj said i'm also a fuego choreography attempter so that's another one, again, another one, if you see me at any Eurovision event, I will probably also be trying to do that, including the hairography. Might end up with a sore neck afterwards. Worth it. My winner of 2018, which will come as no surprise to anyone who knows me, is Ukraine. So Melvin under the ladder. While I was waiting for you guys to get to me, I was actually getting a little bit emotional thinking about it. So if I sound a bit choked up, that's why. <laughs> this song is just everything to me. I didn't pay any attention to it until the semi-final. And literally from the moment I saw it in that semi-final, it was my winner and it's been my win winner ever since. I love him and I love everything he stands for. I love everything that he's come to represent. And I'm so proud of who he's become and the representation that he gives now being openly queer the song is incredible i love that like dark pop vibe the piano the piano coffin the flames the everything that oh my god i i just i just love it it was just incredible and the fact that he was paid dust in the grand final hurt it's the song that through the fandom of like his fandom I then found the Euro fandom I found everyone I found all my online friends I found people who now I'm on a podcast with um Aww. so it's got so much meaning to me more than just being the winner but it will always be my winner and I just I just love it and I also do just will always shout that he was robbed he was robbed he didn't deserve to come as low as he did he didn't deserve the 11 points from the jury, last in the juries, really. Why? How? I will never understand how that happened. I could rant about it for days, and I will and have and will continue to do so. Melvin, Under the Ladder, my favourite Eurovision song of all time. I will oh. I will be so bold as to say that. Wow, that's a big claim. It's a big claim. Yeah. 
wow I've, i love how we've gotten a, a best eurovision song of all time on here now i think that's the first one well actually no yeah. it's tattoos favorite of all time so yeah i was gonna say we've, we've had one before we're, we're two for, for two now um <laughs> eleanor your winner of 2018 georgia i agree with you he shouldn't have come last in the jury i actually forgot that that happened until i watched today and i was very very shocked that's how you write yeah. a song literally right there exactly um, literally <laughs> just yeah Anyway, I just wanted to give you that little crumb after rinsing Benjamin and Grosso. (laughs) (laughs) My winner, which has been in everyone's top five, so that proves that I'm the most tasteful among us, so therefore (laughs) that means I'm right about Albania. Um, (laughs) My my winner is Hungary, Vizlatnia. I I don't have anything to say about it that hasn't really already been said. I think what I lo- I love the most about it actually is that I think whenever we've seen rock in Eurovision, like proper rock, like heavy rock in Eurovision prior to 2018, it's always been gimmicky. Lordy, I'm looking at you. I love Lordy, but it is, isn't it? It's gimmicky. Hungry 2018 just isn't that it's pure unadulterated rock I just love it and I find us so compelling as a performer I do make a a little point of obviously as MJ said he he passed he had leukemia I'm trying to um, was it 2019 or 2020 he died let me just look on the old it was 2020 it was 2020 2020. so I, I make a little point they announced it on the 6th of Feb and he died on the 5th. I, I do make a little point of donating to a, a leukaemia charity um, when it rolls around every year. Not, God, not much. But, like, you know, what I felt, actually, watching 2018 back was that a lot of the songs had kind of aged like milk to me. And I was like, God, I remember this being so strong. And I just, it is. it obviously is strong. I can tell it's strong. But it doesn't feel it in the way it used to. Vizlatnia was probably the only song that still felt fresh to me. And I think it does every time I hear it. And also, which anyone who remembers me talking on spaces and stuff will know that one of my ultimate marks of a, of a great song is how good is it to drive to? Well, mm. Vizlatnia <laughs> is excellent to drive to. Volume all the way up, windows down, no matter what the weather even if it's lashing with rain, it's just honestly perfection. It was unapologetically itself. I'm so annoyed at it finishing 21st, did you say, MJ? Yeah, 21st. 28 with the juries, 65 with the televote, I believe. Yeah, something like that. Just absolute dust. Do you know what? I know it's not for everyone. And actually, in, I remember at the time, I was adamant, is this going to finish dead last? because I knew it was quite out there, quite a controversial sort of entry, genre-wise, for Eurovision. And I remember actually at the time thinking, it's not come last. I'm happy with that. But looking back now, I'm like, God, you're all tasteless, stupid continent. I'll shut up now. (laughs) I guess before we move on to sort of talking about the sort of show itself then, 
before, well, the kind of interval acts, um, which, <laughs> spoiler alert. Not going to be that long of a section. No, we won't be raving about them as we were last uh, episode, <laughs> I don't think. Jesus Christ, no. <laughs> Did we have any honourable mentions? Songs that didn't make our top five, but regardless, we still wanted to give them a shout out. I Go just ahead. wanted to give a little shout out to Estonia. Alina Necheyeva, La Forza. Anyone who knows me knows I really kind of like a bit of opera Eurovision. Me too. Yeah. One thing about this is that I just really like a woman in a big dress who can really sing. And Alina is a woman in a big dress who can really sing. Mm-hmm. She makes I... me wish that I was a soprano because if I was and there was Eurovision karaoke and I could hit those notes, I would pull out La Forza as my party piece every single time. Uh, <laughs> alas, I am but a lowly alto, so I don't even attempt it. I just love it, and I just—it's in my top ten. I think I have it ninth. So, uh, just wanted to give it a little shout out. My little shout out, which is in tenth place, is going to be Malta and Taboo. another one that didn't make it yeah yeah and i love this song it's so good and like yeah the lyrics are a bit cringy but there's like a little bit of dark pop energy about it and i just really enjoy it and i don't know why this didn't qualify it's a really good song malta you were robbed you were robbed georgia any honorable mentions yeah so mine's gonna be a narrow move from greece which i think aj who was on the last episode is gonna Love. It's one of the other songs that stood out to me when I was listening on Spotify before like the semi-finals. I just loved it. It just stood out as something like completely different. It caught your attention. And then the staging, I'm not going to say, like, pretend to say that I understood it. It is still memorable. The blue hand. I I don't know. I really feel like I should know, but it's memorable. It was a good song. It really caught my attention as, I would say, a casual before I got into the whole debacle of following Eurovision. And here I move. That'll be my shout out. Solid shout out. Solid shout out. Eleanor, any shout outs? As I've already given a shout out to Bulgaria, I will miss them this time. I also agree with you on Switzerland, Stones, absolute banger, should have qualified. And my other one, which again, I've already talked about, would have been Austria. Uh, like I say, he got his game face on, he delivered, he won the jury. Just got yeah. it done, didn't he? Fair play. 
He did. <laughs> and even though, I mean, I I don't have nobody but you very high at all. I can understand why juries responded to this. There's something about a handsome guy who can really sing. It's not for me. I understand why it was for the juries. Yeah, I, I can agree with that. I can agree with I'm that. Gonna, I'm going to call it the Marco Mangoni effect. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> handsome um, guy who can really sing the Marco Mangoni effect. You're yeah. so right. <laughs> I'm coining it. I'm coining it. I love that. I love that. <laughs> I guess we'll just briefly talk about the interval acts before we wrap this up. And this is literally, I'd say it's going to take less than five minutes, realistically. Uh, Do we have to? <laughs> let's talk about the interval. I'll tire. It was boring. Nothing happened. And it was a bit shit. MJ. (laughs) I will listen. I always try and put a positive spin on things, don't I? I do appreciate when a country that is hosting really tries to showcase their culture and their music scene. I do think that is what Portugal were doing. Obviously, the opening act was kind of modern spins on like Fado music, which is a very well-known genre of music in Portugal. The person who duetted with Salvador Sobral is a very famous Brazilian musician. I think it's interesting. I read somewhere the other day that Yonel Assand, my real dad, as anyone who listens to the spaces will know, who was in the contest this year, obviously still, really made me happy to see his little face. He was sort of dead set against... In 2019, they obviously brought Madonna. And his reason for that is that he didn't think we should just be bringing big artists in for an interval act for their sake. He really was a big believer that countries should use the intervals to kind of showcase the things that are representative of them as a house house country. And I do agree with that. I really do. However, I have to say that the interval acts just did nothing for me in 2018 in the rewatch I was like these these I I get why they're here but then they're not doing it for me and I'm not sure if that's just because I've been so spoiled by things like the Liverpool songbook now yeah not not much else to say didn't Uh, love the intervals for this one yeah agreed Georgia anything on the intervals not really too much to add I wasn't overly struck on them just I think when we were doing the research for this, I couldn't remember anything about the interlacts, which I think says something about them. However, I did end up re-watching the semi-final two interlact, which was Eurovision through dance. I did want to give a special shout out to Philomena Cartela doing Euphoria. That was incredible. I love her. So that's probably the highlight of interlacts in general throughout it. But in the final itself, they're nothing to shout about, really. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Just white bread interval acts. Nothing, nothing mm-hmm. special about them. Eleanor, anything on the interval acts? I'll hear nothing said against white bread. Thank you very much. <laughs> yeah. I think comparing these interval acts to white bread is a disservice to white bread. Right. <laughs> in, the, in, the name of, in the name of being concise, I agree with MJ. Yes, it was great that they tried to showcase their own culture. However, I think it was a little bit too Festival de Cancao for me, personally. Mm. It really felt like they brought that and just thrown it on the Eurovision stage and it didn't translate well. Following on from 2018, 
I think the attempts to modernise how your culture is being displayed have been, one, much more obvious, and two, done a lot better. So it did come into my mind during the flag parade when they brought the DJ out. It just made me think of Love, Love, Peace, Peace, where it's like, just bring a DJ out and get them to scratch. It's like 30 years old, but, you know, it's really modern in Eurovision terms. And and that was what it made me think of. They were just boring, weren't they? But I will, to end on a positive, just say that the fact that all the uh, interval acts were so dull meant that you had plenty of time to go and make drinks and sort your votes out. And, and, all <laughs> yeah. of that, and you weren't missing True. anything. You weren't we, missing we anything. Liverpool. We did not get that in Liverpool. No, well, we absolutely did. not. We you did, constantly we did. felt like you were missing I, something. Right. So I suppose we did. Oh, you know. yeah, yeah. There was no signal in that bar either. So we were all just God. hastily running outside. No, exactly. So we wouldn't have had it, that if we'd been in Lisbon. We would have been absolutely fine. We would have been fine. But even during like the lockdowns and stuff, that would be when I'd chin all my drinks when when 2018 inevitably came on because there was nothing happening. And then you were delightfully tipsy for the results and you could shout at the screen and it was great fun. Maybe that's yeah. why I like 2018 so much. Maybe because you were just drunk all the way through it. So none of us are ever sober by song 15 in Eurovision. Come on, let's be real. True. <laughs> I'm fine on ice. Yeah, maybe, maybe. That is 2018, I think. A really great year song wise hosting but yeah it was it was it was decent um i think they displayed portugal's culture very well and all in all really really solid year we are going to take a delve into the naughties for the next episode <laughs> Ooh. so we are going to be picking four years from the naughties and there will be a poll up on our twitter you guys to vote in we're not entirely sure which years yet because i've just decided this right now so i just he really has i literally did not know he was gonna do i just decided we're doing the naughties that's what i've decided what we're doing um (laughs) so i don't know i feel like the naughties are just gonna be so much fun to look back on because it's just terrible in camp Um, and we have had a 2020 a 2010 and this that that makes sense i think yeah let's go back to the naughties let's go back to the naughties maybe that's what we'll do we'll do a decade by decade i like Uh, that oh my god that means 60s is coming sooner than we think 60s is coming way sooner than we think but (laughs) we'll manage it we'll manage it we are very excited to to see what is going to come from the naughties because some weird (laughs) weird competitions in there a massive massive thank you to Eleanor and Georgia for coming on with us we really appreciate it when our collaborators from Phoenix come and visit us on the pod can't wait to have some more Phoenix collaborators contributors I made it sound like we were a criminal organization Um, (laughs) (laughs) thank you girls so much for coming on MJ thank you for for putting up my little hungover (laughs) <laughs> middle fung over ass again oh uh, I, every, every time anytime buddy <laughs> we will see you again in two weeks for the next episode if you are enjoying the podcast so far don't forget to subscribe to be notified when new episodes become available you can leave us a review or a rating wherever you listen to your podcasts if you're a spotify or an apple podcast girly we don't judge you can also get in touch we'd love to hear your comments any years that you would like us to watch and opinions about the podcast so far 
We are at the Phoenix ESC on Twitter and on Instagram. Leave us a little comment there. We'd love to hear your thoughts. So thank you very much, guys. And make sure you keep an eye out for the next poll so you can vote for which Eurovision in the noughties we're going to watch. Be kind. Pick a good one. Yeah, pick a good one. Please. Please? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, thank you guys so much. And yeah, we'll see you in two weeks' time. Bye. Bye, everyone. Two words for you, exploding cake.